0: All right, hello everybody! Thank you for coming back again to another episode. Super excited! First one was actually incredible. Got great feedback, different constructive criticisms, which is always good. And I actually took one of them. And if you're watching the video, you can see this, but I got a mic. It's a Blue Yeti. Got it yesterday, and so far so good. I'm actually a pretty big fan of it, and it's working quite well. And of course, doing this year, so there's only one take, if there's some errors and it's butchered, bear with me, we're going to get through it. So for today, I wanted to go through really the, the event that I did this past weekend in West Palm Beach, Florida, and it was really a catalyst for me to take initiative this week and make a lot of moves that I've been putting off. So the event was Unleash the Fire Within in West Palm Beach, Florida, by the one and only Sir Tony Robbins. So if you don't know who Tony Robbins is, I'll give you a bit of a background on him and just the event as a whole, but I want to give a background first as to how I came across this man's teachings and his his work, because it's absolutely just incredible. So midway through midway through college, about 2016, I think it was, 2016, one of my buddies, uh, I'll mention him here because I don't think he'll mind, uh, Brandon Rivera. Just started speaking with him about life and just development, growth, and psychology, a little bit of philosophy here and there. And he introduced me to this book. And this speaker, thinker, strategist, Tony Robbins. So I actually have the book here. This right? just a quick little plug. It's called The Week in the Giant Within. How to Take Immediate Control of Your Mental, Emotional, Physical, and Financial Destiny. It's a number one national bestseller, uh, more than one million copies sold, which, to be frank with you, I think that book should have been sold millions of more times because the value is immense. Now, I knew about the book, midway Through College, but I never really got to reading it. And I sort of just put it off and just listened to a lot of his videos, which was incredibly valuable. So a couple of years later, towards the end of college, wasn't really the best of times. Definitely stressful and a lot of things going on with completing school and leaving the country and different relationships at the time that were at play. So a lot of different things going on. And for me, it caused actually quite a bit of stress. And that summer was just really, really stressful. Got super stuck in my head. Wasn't able to put myself in the best state that I needed to be in. So I was working at a summer camp in Pennsylvania and I decided to read this book, Waking the Giant Within. And I absolutely devoured the book, right? So the book's about uh, a little over 500 pages and it's, it's pretty dense. It's nothing mentally challenging per se. But it definitely has a lot of information that you need to find ways to to apply and use in a sense that can actually benefit you, right? So once again, Waking the Giant Within, incredibly valuable book. Highly, 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 highly recommend reading this book. So I read this book that summer and totally re-anchored me, right? I started looking at my beliefs different, my psychology differently, my approaches to finances and health and physical acumen and all these areas that I was neglecting so much before. So I read that book and essentially from there, I ended up doing, I guess, my two year, two and a half year journey abroad and living in different countries and traveling a bunch where after all that, you know, I lived in Morocco for a year working and I lived in Israel for a year working or actually studying. I was studying. And between those two years, I was able to travel to Norway, and Italy, where else did I go? India, Greece, uh, parts of Western Europe as well. So I was able to do a lot. And from that, I came back, ended up being in Washington, D.C., where I lived with family for a little bit about a year. Uh, I mean, I'm still here, but moving out soon. And I had come across this event called UPW, right? So Unleash Power Within, it's Tony's event. He's been doing events like these for, I think 40 or something years, right? The man's 61, so it's been a while he's been doing it. However, because of COVID, it totally went virtual and that dynamic was absolutely gone, right? So being able to do it for the first time in two years in Florida, for me, once I saw that, I really considered just, I have to do this. And they had different levels of tickets and options of going in, and you know, not cheap, right? Cheapest ticket, I think, was about a thousand. And for me, if I was going to do this, I wanted to go all in, and I was already feeling decently stuck, so decided to get the highest level ticket you can buy without being a platinum member, and paid about three thousand for this ticket. So, paid three thousand, and it was proximity to the front and access to breakfast and networking and stuff like that. So definitely valuable, just much more money than I had at the time. However, the necessity to go was so crucial and I took it and I worked harder than I had worked before. Worked 10, 12 hour days, weekends just to really make this thing happen because the value was immense. immense. So that was the discovery. And I'd like to, move on to talking about the event itself, right? So at the event, it's in West Palm Beach, at this convention center, and there's about nine to 10,000 people going, right? So I had flown in, got there the day before, did the registration the day before, which took about two hours. Mine was quite long. Got a good night's rest. The next day, went to the convention center, and it was packed. Packed with people waiting in line to get to the front, trying their best to just get to the very front of the entire sections so that they could have as close access to the stage. And the event was wild, right? So it's a four-day event, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tony is actually only there for two days. And the Friday and Sunday where he's not there, there's other speakers, other guests. And I'm going to run down a list of the names of the people. And I'll also attach their handles and pages on the descriptions below, so whoever's interested can see their stuff. So we get there, getting in the front, anticipation's high, everyone's super excited, and there's the countdown, right? It's about an hour and a half countdown, waiting for Tony to arrive, and wow, when this man appears on the stage, it's insane. Before he appears on the stage, there's a group called Kinergy, which is there that's dancing and getting the whole crowd hyped. And when Tony comes out, it's basically a rock concert. It's, it's just an absolute rock concert. And he's so hyped. He's jumping, he's bouncing, screaming in a good way, right? All good ways. And just getting the whole crowd hyped, right? Just imagine 8,000 people, mainly adults. And I'd say probably 5% were kids under the age of 18. All just jumping, dancing, and fully, fully immersed. And I'll tell you. Seeing this man in person was surreal. He's six foot seven, I think three hundred pounds maybe, but of, of good health, not of overweight, in good health, and he's just so, so, so intense. It's really just incredible. And that first day, we go through a lot of different techniques and I'm pulling up the pamphlet that we had here. Unleash the power within, live. So it's a bunch of the notes. Or I guess I should go this way bunch of the notes of the event and where to follow right so just to break it down for the four days i'll give you guys a quick rundown of each day in the focus Uh, day one was breakthrough right fear into power day two was momentum closing the gap let me see if i can get to day three day three was transformation eliminating inner conflicts and then day four well i guess i should have done this beforehand Oh, I know it's here. Hold on. Day four was, uh, actually not Okay, it's somewhere in here. But oh, did I just find it? No, I didn't find it. But essentially, it's about overall health and vitality, right? That was really the focus of day four. So each of it's broken down in different sections. Okay, yeah. Here it is. Day four: Vitality, the power of your new identity. Right? So each day was really broken down to focus on different dynamics. Right? So the first day we're talking about, let's see, we're talking about living in a beautiful state, uh, the quality of your life, the success cycle, uh, bum, 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 the elements of practical psychology. Um, and oh, really cool section was talking about the core human needs. right? So what was really interesting is that Tony broke down with us, he would essentially teach the concepts he would give a personal anecdote and then he would immediately make a supply right after right because knowledge is one thing but applying it is a totally different concept and what's really wild is at the end of that first day before he even told us we were going to walk on fire right which sounds crazy walking on fire what's that about so the way that it works is at towards the end of the event tony gets all of us in a very peak state we're all super excited. We're going up and down, jumping, dancing, clapping, saying yes, yes. And he really just gets us in such an intense state and prepares us to walk in the fire. Right. So essentially the way to do it is it's about a eight foot stretch of uh, coal that just came from a pit of fire that is laid straight ahead of us. And with that pit of fire. with that stretch you got to go straight across right so when you get on you make a move which is essentially an expression or a gesture that you do to get your energy together and you are supposed to look up as you're walking across a cool moss and to walk forward and direct right so for myself i did all those things got super intense super excited and walked now what's crazy is that the walk is probably four seconds super quick However, it seemed quick, but I was very aware of the entire thing. And as I got on, time kind of slowed down, and I thought, oh, this isn't bad at all. So I slowed down, got out of the state a little bit, felt my feet getting really, really, really high, and then got back into state and walked across. At the end, you wipe your feet, you cheer, incredible stuff. It's crazy because I actually wanted to do it again, but they wouldn't let you go a second time. Although someone did go again, so I was a little upset about that. But regardless, the point being from from that ex- experience is that if you are in a serious enough state of mind where you're just in a peak state, the energy is high and your focus is there, your body actually can—I don't know what the word would be—but essentially it kind of reconnects. Maybe is the word to say. And the neurophysiology, I think, is the fancy word. It strengthens and it actually takes over right so of course there's explanations with the science behind it and the blood that can rest to your feet and the energy state all those things are true it just goes to show though that when you are in that state you are able 100 percent to overcome not just internal fears although that's the main component but finding ways to pass through physical limits which we used to think were not possible and he gave the example of the four-minute mile where I think it was someone in the 50s or something he broke the four-minute mile by 0.06 seconds I forget the guy's name and I'll attach it to the info at the bottom and then that following month following year dozens of people are also breaking that record and now the four-minute mile is intense but nothing unattainable and unachievable right so that was really day one and I talk a lot about the core needs that we have and a lot of the beliefs and values and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm going to attach all this stuff to the bottom. But real quick, I, I'll definitely go into the core six needs because I actually think those are quite important. Um, I feel like I'm teaching UPW. This is, I should get a sponsor. I should get a compensation. No, no. The value is just giving, giving the value. So first is essentially talking about, if I go back real quick, Okay, the elements of practical psychology, and just I'm gonna run through it just so we get a basic idea is what stops us from moving forward is essentially fear, right? And the two key fears is that we're not enough and we won't be loved. So that's actually a pretty deep concept to take in, but at the base of it, that's kind of what it is, right? And in our minds, we have a two million old brain that's designed to not make you happy but to survive, right? So subconsciously, we are looking for things that can keep us safe, alive, and away from anything that is potentially dangerous, right? And we're incredibly risk-averse, as, as we know. So uh, the second key part is to uh, figure out what controls and determines the terms of quality of our lives, which is meaning, and the emotion that can supplement that meaning, right? So Tony breaks it down into this triad where it's your physiology, which is what you do with your body, second is your focus and beliefs and then lastly is the language and words you use and the meaning you create right so those three tie into creating a sense of meaning right with the emotion and then the the last part is why do we do what we do right and this part's really crucial to to understand because once you realize that people who we may disagree with that are bad people or good people or things that we're doing is that it comes down to those needs that we're trying to address, right? So it's broken down into four primal needs. And also, if you guys want to write down any of this stuff and pause the video and anything like that, feel free. I'm going to work to add the notes to the bottom and just supplement all the information there. So whichever you like. So the four primal needs goes, the first is certainty, right? About everything stable in our lives, consistency, things like that. The second is uncertainty and variety, right? We like the the novelty of events and new experiences. The third problem need is significance, uh, feeling important and that we matter to some extent and that we're not just basically no one. We're not just in the cosmos and we don't have any purpose, which some people believe and you can believe that. And maybe even if that's true, regardless, the key component is that the third need is for significance. And the fourth one is for love and connection, right? That we need to feel connected with others, feel a sense of love for ourselves, and be in some kind of community or group or in connection with another person so that we don't feel so isolated, right? And what's funny is that one of the worst forms of punishment is actually solitary confinement in prison, right? Because once you're so alone, you have no connection with others, you actually manage to get stuck in your mind. You start playing stuff back, left and right. And you can definitely still have uh, joy while being on your own. That's absolutely true. It's just humans are not, in my opinion, constructed to actually be isolated and in solitude, right? So that's a very uh, key distinction because it's possible and some people prefer it, but not always, not consistently. And even if that is the case, they need love with themselves or connection with themselves or with some higher power or whatever it may be. So those are the four primal needs. Certainty, uncertainty slash variety, significance, and finally love slash connection. And the last two are the spiritual needs, which once you meet those base needs, this is the next next step. Uh, the, the first is growth, right? We want to feel that we are growing. We're making progress in some capacity. If you're not growing, you're dead, right? If you even think about, let's say, I don't know if it would be growth per se, but let's say when you're at the hospital and let's say you're connected to the heart monitor. And if they're measuring your heart monitor and it's going up and down, right, that's kind of growth. This is a little different example, but essentially it alludes to the idea that you're alive, right? And when it flatlines, you're not growing or even going down, you're dead, right? So just a key component. And a lot of the times when we neglect that, we're stagnant. Things usually don't work out. And the last one is contribution, right? To have a sense of what we're doing is bigger than ourselves and is contributing to other people's lives or even just life as a whole, right? So the last two, growth and contribution, right? Key to remember, crucial, and it really helps us figure out why we do what we do. And with that, we can operate in a place of more consistency uh, with with our desires and what we want. So quickly, yeah, that was day one. Uh, Very powerful. We ended up doing the fire walk. Incredibly intense. And that night, it was crazy because that day started at, I think, 1130. And we went until 1.30. And Tony, 61-year-old guy, did not get off the stage once. It was literally, what is that, 1130 to 1.30. Can't do the math. 14 hours, essentially, nonstop. And the only way you can do that is if you have enough passion, you have enough energy, and it's just absolutely mind-boggling that someone someone can do that. So then going into the, the next day, which was really powerful. This one, I'll do more of the notes. Um, I'll just run down them. Talk about the power of beliefs and steps to lasting change. Uh, what are the driving forces? How to ask intelligently? Periods of mastery? And, and things things of that nature the power of team and um and those areas that we seem to neglect because it seems that they're more intuitive per se but the value of remembering these are incredible right so just a, a few things I'll just run down is to explain is that uh, one is the power of beliefs that a belief and this again will be in the description is a feeling of certainty about what something means right and in the book right here Awaken the Giant Within, he talks about how our beliefs are usually set off of references that we have, right? So for example, let's say if someone thinks you're, you're funny, you're a really funny person, and that belief is a tabletop, right? So okay, I believe that. Now how does a tabletop stand? Because of the legs, right? And some of these legs are chosen, but rarely that's the case. Usually it's by experiences that we have with, with others. So let's say as a four-year-old, you would make the family laugh, reference link. And when you were 10, you were a funny student. So you made your classmates laugh, another link. And you have one experience with someone who's influential to you, and they say, oh, you're actually pretty funny, right? Another one, another one. And, you know, a table can stand with one leg, two legs, three legs. So it's not meant to be literal. But the overall idea is that the beliefs we have are supported by references to other Uh, Other instances that tell us that, oh, this belief makes sense, right? So that's just really crucial to remember. And I really see the value in challenging our beliefs, right? And just finding out how do we get to that belief, what makes sense, and what's not just the value, but what is the inclination of following this belief? Where does it lead you to, right? So kind of the value, maybe, but follow me, follow me. We keep going. And going through the days more and more, um, how to ask intelligently. Uh, I'll put a lot of the ones down in the description where it's more so, it's more so the the technical aspects of it, so as to not just be repeating what I heard. And okay, day three, Tony's back. Uh, oh, but actually, before I get to that, I want to mention some of the speakers that I'll include on the bottom who spoke on day two that were just. Wild, right? So first one was Joseph McClendon III. He, was, uh, or he is a, a neuropsychologist from California, and he's basically Tony's right-hand man. They do all the events together, and they work side-by-side. Incredible individual, and he really guided the day quite well. The other man who was on stage was Scott Harris from Australia, has been working with Tony for, I think, 15 years, and he helped to facilitate a lot of the event. Okay, so day three is transformation and eliminating inner conflicts, right? So within this section, essentially talked about how we're going to make progress, right? Uh, So step one is to get focused and clear. Step two is to get the best tools for results. And step three is to get aligned, get integrated, and get results, right? So essentially it's focusing, having the toolkit, and taking massive action is the base. Uh, okay, so let's see where we go next. So yeah, just talking about some of the strategies where I'm going to put them down again, uh, different emotional recipes where it's it's essentially different ways that we learn, right, with regards to, let's say, how information is retained and it stays inside, right? So the example he has here is there are five, five senses or modalities. It's visual auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, I can't say that word, and gustatory, man, I I can't talk, gustatory. So everyone responds to sound differently, so you can be more visual or auditory, more feeling with the body, and these are important to notice because when you notice which one works better for you, you can either go towards that more or go, go towards that less. And one really cool one that you taught us was and a majority of people, at least in the room when we, we did this training, was that when people hear an audio sound, typically and one that's pleasurable, they prefer to hear it on the right hand side of their head, right? So in their right ear. So when you did the thing, the study in the room, maybe two percent was in the front, I think it was 80% to the right ear, 10% to the left, and 7 or 8% to the back, something like that. So If you ever wanna tell someone something and want them to enjoy what you're saying, or if you wanna hear something enjoyable, make sure to go for the right ear. Crucial and a very good technique. If you're on a date, if you're trying to convince someone of something, definitely works, works quite well. So going on again, he talks about orders and sequence where the order of events definitely matter. It's called the syntax, right? Which is the exact order and sequence necessary to produce a specific result. One example he gives here is that if you say the dog bit Johnny versus Johnny bit the dog, change around the words, the order and the sequence, and very different, very different outcomes. So later on, we're going again now to values, right? So with values, they are the emotional states that we believe are important to either experience or avoid, right? Now we have two targets with that, is we go towards values and away from values, so he had us make a list of the values you want to go towards and the values you want to go against. Um, so some of the ones we go towards is love, happiness, peace, appreciation, freedom, confidence, adventure, recognition. Some of the ones we go away from are failure, rejection, shame, depression, anxiety, fear, laziness, loneliness. And of course, there are more that go with that. Now, what's really key to notice here, and he made this example, was let's say if you really value love, and connection so that's a value you go towards but if one of the values you go away from is rejection it's just not going to work right because with love and connection there's always that chance there's always that risk and with rejection if that's when you're going away from they're incompatible right they're they're not going to work together so that was really crucial to, to to me and on the next part with beliefs the two types is global and rules Global is essentially life is, I am, people are. It's more generalizations, right? So think about generalization, global, GG. And that actually controls a large part of our life and how we actually view others on a strong basis, which reminds me of a quote. Um, I think it's by maybe Oscar Wilde. I'm going to get this wrong, but I'll put it down. It's that travel is lethal to bigotry something like that but the main idea is once you're meeting other people learning different ideas traveling and just learning more about others and about life in general it's going to tend to negate the influence of the bigotry or any any judgments that we may hold unnecessarily because they're just a judgment a stereotype next one for the two types of beliefs is rules right which are essentially if then statements I'm uh, thinking of an example here, but let's say if they don't call me in the morning or if they don't text me every day, they don't love me or then they don't love me, right? I'm messing up here. But that's the overall idea. And those are crucial because we really operate from those beliefs. So after that, we did that the third day with Tony. We went through something called the Dickens process, which I will definitely jot down in the notes. But the process is to go down three limiting beliefs that you've had. One, two, three, four, five—however many you want. We did three. To go down through these beliefs, list them, and with Tony, he had us envision these beliefs and had us jot down the consequences we've had of this belief in the past and the consequences we're going to have in the future. And what he did is—I mean, it was incredible. He had us all stand up, close our eyes, and just think about these these beliefs and really just shout uh, in agony and pain how we felt about what we were losing, how it's affecting our lives currently and what the future is going to look like. And what he did is he had us associate so much pain with, with these beliefs that what happens is we get to such a point. It's really our threshold where it's a breaking point and we just really can't operate anymore because it's just so damaging and, and destructive. Right? So some of the things he says there is, you know, we get what we tolerate in ourselves, which, exactly on that point where we're tolerating these beliefs and it's getting us to a spot where it's limiting us right and it's negatively affecting the way we're operating and i said this in the first podcast but most of our beliefs are actually circumstantial and are within the society that we're living in and its condition. And if you never challenge these beliefs you don't need to go ahead now we see other people who are doing things that we may find destructive damaging and we think, wow, if only they, challenge, they change their beliefs or challenge them. Now, who are we to say that if we're not doing it ourselves, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a different dynamic to look at it from that. However, after doing the, the associations with the negative, or I guess the detrimental experiences or beliefs, he has us move over to empowering beliefs, right? So it, it's really funny, actually. He had us do, to realize this old belief that we had. And what he made us do is he had us get our finger and put it, uh, make three circles clockwise or counterclockwise, whatever. And he had us get our finger, stick it up our nose, and make a really weird, silly face. And to uh, say, the old bullshit, or, okay, excuse me. But BS means bullshit and belief system. But in this one, it was bullshit. Um, But the old belief system was that, Whatever you said. And then the uh, the truth is, so then after you say that, you take your finger out of your nose, you say, The truth is that I can feel blah, 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 blah. And then you pound your chest and you would put it to the sky. Now, what that does is it makes you seem like a fool to your old limiting belief and take an action that is empowering for a new belief, right? And you're figuring out a way to uh, condition yourself. neurophysiologically and to see it in a way that it's a new empowering belief that it's going to improve the quality of your life right so for me i'll just say one of them uh the old bs was that i couldn't be financially uh, free it's impossible and not impossible just very improbable and i realized that's definitely not true because there's so many people i've seen and i'm using that as a reference but that's not to say that i can have that as well right so i use that that was my limiting belief. And then the truth is that I can absolutely be more than financially free, but financially abundant, right? And so after we do that, he has this envision what life is going to look like if we include these empowering beliefs. So we did that for a while, uh, very, very intense. And the room was screaming. People were crying. People were laughing. Just absolutely wild. And I'm going to put on the screen the... The, the mantra that he would have us say that after we adopt these new beliefs, it's a really it, right? So it's on the screen now. Um, oh, and I don't know if on the screen it's reversed. Maybe it is, but uh, I hope not. Regardless, it goes, now I am the voice. I will lead, not follow. I will believe, not doubt. I will create, not destroy. I am a force for good. I am a leader. And then his call to action is to defy the odds, set a new standard, stand up. Pretty powerful and intense stuff. Um, and it's cool because that was his last day last day there. But, oh, before I get to that, the last key that he mentioned was principles of mastery. So how to really master anything, three key steps. is to model someone who's already achieved what you want. Two, totally immerse yourself. So to take absolute full action. If you want to learn a language, have a language teacher who did it but also go to the country or listen to the music or just speak to people who are speaking that language nonstop. And then the last one is to have space repetition, to repeat it over time. And this shows you that a lot of the wealth and success and mastery we get, it's 80% psychology and 20% mechanics, right? So a lot of it starts with the mind. And what's really cool about the end of day three, I mean, this was just so awesome. So Tony's energy is just massive. He's concluding it. Uh, we're singing the, one of these, these AC/DC songs. I can't remember. Uh, oh, Thunder! That's what, a Thunder Show. That one. He's just going. He has these sticks and he's beating them, he's yelling, going loud. And then he sings a song by uh, Nirvana, and he goes, "Come on, guys, you know this song." Just starts getting so intense, and that was him the whole time. Right, he's screaming, yelling, and just full of energy. And the coolest part is that this full-grown, sixty-one-year-old man, he He's, he asks the crowd, "Who hot? Who hot out here? And this is 1030. Everyone's sweating. The intensity is really high. He just goes in the back, pulls out a handful of water guns, goes to the front of the crowd, and just starts shooting people all left and right just with this water gun. And he turns around once it's finished, throws it, gets a water bottle, splashes people, and just, just goes all out. It's powerful. And, yeah, he brought, brings out his wife, Sage, incredible woman and concludes the the day but not the event day four lastly it's about vitality and the power of the identity and this one's essentially creating a vital life right so it talks about how we garner energy and a lot of it's physical and they also go through uh, let's see some key points uh, again the power of beliefs um uh, let's see about what is health, right? Our definitions of health, and their their theory was that health is energy. Uh, energy comes from your cells. Cells need oxygen, water, um, and the ability to eliminate its own waste to survive. And all that good stuff. That's really really viable. And I'll put more of this down. Uh, talks about the five sources of disease, which is crucial. Uh, first being auto intoxication. Second being chemical poisoning. Third, nerve impingement. Four, physical rupture. Five, destructive mindset and negative thoughts. He continues to say 12 steps of a vital life, eight gifts that you can give yourself, and four poisons, right? So real quick with the eight gifts that you can give yourself that you can really be intentional with. First is, and they're all the power of. So first is vital breathing and lymphocizing. Second is leaving water and live foods. A three is healthy fats and oils. Four, alkalinity, go green. Five, movement and aerobic energy. Six, maximum nourishment. Seven, structural alignment and maximum strength. Eight, directed mind and heart. So those are the eight gifts that you can give yourself. And the four poisons, so they recommend to reduce or eliminate, really eliminate is the goal. The first would be processed fats second animal flesh which i firmly agree with third the dairy products which i firmly firmly agree with as well and four acid addictions right so then we talk about that stuff the power of breathing and i think that may really be most of it uh, let's see power of energy and all that stuff so so before concluding i guess the event um Just want to mention some of the other speakers that were there. Uh, Dean Graciosi, he's similar to Tony Robbins, but in a different dynamic. However, his talk was incredible. Again, I'll put his information there. I believe he's in his 50s. He's running very successful companies and just absolutely crushing it. Uh, Nick Santinastasso, where you may have seen him on YouTube. He is the gentleman who was born without any limbs, although he has his left arm and a nub and a small nub on his right. And he was just so inspirational and he ended up becoming a body lifter or bodybuilder slash lifter. Yeah. Um, going to do talks speeches was on the wrestling team and he's just such a, uh, a, a key, he, he, le- he leads such a key life. And understand that your limitations are the determinations of the outcome of your life. Right. And he says that the only disability in life is, uh, Negative mindset, right, or a bad attitude. So very powerful. I actually met him. Funny enough, in the line for the bathroom, and I said, "Oh, dude, I love what you do. It's great." Uh, Siri Lindley, uh, she was a triathlete or is a triathlete, and she was diagnosed with cancer and managed to power through all of this and the challenges. Also, her dad found out that she was gay. Basically, didn't talk to her for years. So a lot of challenges in her life. She came back and made a lot of a lot of moves and I think she actually holds the world record so that was pretty cool to see that. This other speaker, Jamie Kern Lima, started a beauty business. Um, People who were trying to hire her and stuff like that thought that she was not the right look for the job, that she couldn't do it, that she was too large and she really just as motivation and then ended up selling her business for I believe 1.2 billion dollars to l'oreal so super super cool the you know we had other speakers through zoom that were nutritionists uh, um, biologists and this other guy i think the names were anthony williams dr mike hyman and another girl but i can't remember who name. well all good and incredibly valuable and i'll try to add their information on the bottom if i can find it uh, and yeah just before concluding one of the powerful stories that we were able to come across and even this is a story for myself that I'm not too happy to share it but it really goes to show the the conditioning that we kind of have so i'm sitting in the third row from the front uh from the stage and there are sections to the sides of the stage right and of course the closer you are probably the more you paid or there's some connection to the event now i'm sitting there i just looking around seeing who's here and all this stuff on day one right and on day one I'm looking around, and I see this gentleman who's sitting in front of us, maybe five rows, or let's say 15 feet. And I see him, and he just looks super out of good health, doesn't. Yeah, it has tattoos and stuff. And not that the tattoos matter, but it was more the weight. And I thought, wow, this guy's going to the Tony Robbins event. I mean, what's going on? Is he not listening to what Tony is saying? Is he not working with the, the techniques that we were learning? And I had this judgment, and I knew I know not to judge or to continue off of a judgment. But this one was just really in my mind, thinking, "Wow, what is this person missing that's preventing him from taking action?" Right. So then this is where the twist comes in. Totally blown away. So the I think the third day is when it happened, but essentially Tony brings up the uh, the story of this person, right, that he was talking about. And I'm going to pull up the description here that is totally wild and. I mean, this rocked my mindset with regards to how I see my own judgments. And even knowing that we shouldn't judge off the bat or follow that judgment, I really just learned a very powerful lesson. So the name of this person is Matt Insane. And his story is incredible. I'm just trying to pull up the information on my page to read to you guys. Where is it? Oh, no, I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Okay. So, basically, here's Tony's description about this guy, right? Uh, or what he was saying was that this incredible man has inspired so many people, and he's happy to share part of the story. In January 2021, Matt was bedbound at 700 pounds, right? Dependent on an oxygen C- CPAP, and hadn't left his room for more than five years, right? So, just imagine that. During COVID, we weren't able to leave our house our homes for three three months six months maybe uh, probably less than that depending on where you were this guy was unable to leave his bed physically and was naked in his bed for those five years and the windows were all shut off right so it was in essence he was kind of just a living organism if you really if really in its simplicity it seems he was just a living organism who was consuming and releasing uh, items content not content products or whatever uh, the best word would be so Tony continues he he mentions uh, that it said that there are only two pains in life the pain of discipline or the pain of regret in Matt's words it was do or die time and that determined to make a change Matt realized that he had to start by transforming his mind he joined one of Tony's uh, uh, initiatives Called the New World New You Challenge virtually in January. And in seven months, listen to what he was able to accomplish. Matt began working out from his bed and got strong enough to get off oxygen support. The doctors told him he would never walk again. Matt defied the odds and proved them wrong. He is now walking and driving. So it's, it's just powerful. And, and Tony brought him out from where he was, brought him to the event. And the The crazy part is that Matt, he was unable to walk, I believe seven months prior to that, right? So he went from being unable to walk, so doing the fire walk on the first day with Tony Robbins, right? I just imagine that dynamic and the pure joy and all the excitement. And what I learned from that is to really just, you don't know where someone is or where they've been and what their progress looks like. And it's so easy for us to see, people who are doing much better, people who are doing much worse and just fixating on what we see, right? And ultimately we forget where we're at and that's not good in itself. And I learned to just be much more patient um, with my judgments and to recognize that where people are, you, you just don't know the whole story. And even if it is the story that you believe, to not continue off that judgment, right? doesn't really do any any value with that. Uh, but his story was just incredible, absolutely empowering, and really just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing to see that he made, he made those efforts. So let's sort of tie this thing together. The event, incredible. 10,000 people, different speakers, different ideas. I give you guys the notes of things that we learned about. Obviously, that's not the whole thing. The event in itself was about 50 hours over four days. So I'm giving you most of it in less than 20 minutes or however long this is, 45 minutes. So bear with me. But I did want to go through uh, just some of the key takeaways, right? Uh, But before getting to that, you know, we did meet a lot of people and uh, people, we built connections and groups and networks. So there's a lot of value in it. Uh, This isn't really a pitch, but in reality, it is a pitch because this event really shifted my mindset on a handful of topics and just gave me that nudge and push to see things in a different light and take action on certain things I've been wanting to and to just Re establish the identity of one with myself and the beliefs, right? And of course, it's not a cure all antidote, but it kind of could be because it's really the beliefs we have, the momentum behind it, the energy, and the actions that we take, right? Uh, so I'm trying to think of some stuff I have here that was just so powerful. Um, I mean, I'll add some of the key takeaways on the bottom, but without a saying, it's just on the top of the head. Um, you know, one of the expressions is that life is happening for you, not to you. So, sitting with that and viewing events as not the reason why things go bad, but the reasons as to why they can be even better, right? So that one's that one's really powerful. Uh, the one thing he says as well is that the quality of your questions will determine the quality qualities of real life or the quality of your life. Very powerful one. Uh, what one cool point he said there was: you know, we're always complaining about time and we don't have enough and we just had a little bit more right and a cool phrase he said with so much intensity that i can probably do it he you know people say like oh god give me more time and that god says there is no more time give me more you right so little phrases like that but powerful really challenges the way at least i thought um so look there's going to be a lot more of the sayings on the bottom really powerful ones and it was just a very transformative and incredibly powerful event now, it is expensive on average, I guess for what most people make, but I would actually like to to challenge you guys as to think what's more expensive, right? Living a life of 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 not just fear, but inaction and having limiting beliefs that you're not even aware of that are most likely hindering the quality of your life and around those that you love and your ability to contribute. Right. So is, is that more expensive, or is investing in yourself Taking a day, two days, a few days, joining programs like these, not necessarily the Tony Robbins events, but other events that can positively influence and help you grow your life, right? I think the answer is quite clear that the former is way more expensive. You get to 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, and always think, wow, what could have been? How did I spend so much time doing the same cyclical uh nonsense. That's just not adding any value. And it's it's really to each one of you to figure out for you what does that look like? What's the life you want, what's the life you deserve, and what does it take to have an extraordinary life. And I think with that, you're able to take actions that are more consistent with what you want, where you want to go, who you want to be, and what you want your life to be. So yeah, let's let's wrap that part up because that was just powerful, right? That event was incredible. I'm going to pull all the notes on the bottom, and that event really just, for me, helped me shift my perspectives on limiting beliefs, stories as to why selling isn't good, or it's bad or evil, which is totally false. It's a tool, depends how you use it. Instead of being confined to the identity I've told myself of who I am, and because of events I've had in the past, finding a way to not let that be the anchor and to continue. Right? Because we had to choose the identity, right? One really cool story that one of the other speakers said with Tony is that Tony came off the stage and told him, he said, Hey, this Tony Robbins guy, I created him. Like that was I created this guy, right? Meaning, you know, when Tony Tony was younger, I didn't even tell the story, but in his teens, early teens, he had four different fathers, abusive, his mother was abusive, didn't have anything going for him, super broke, and just found a way to take control of his life, right? He had gone to a Jim Rohn seminar, which is his mentor, and just started reading and devouring books and really started to take control of his life. And from there, spring off, right? So there's so many other Tony stories that are are there about, about just the incredible journey this man's been on and the people he's impacted. And just, I should have mentioned this in the beginning, but some of his credentials is that he's worked with every president, uh, Nelson Mandela, Dal- the Dalai Lama, his Holiness, the Dalai Lama, Oprah Winfrey, um, top athletes, celebrities, Gerard Butler, Usher, everybody, right? Uh, he's literally the number one coach on earth. I don't know who would be really exceeding what he does, right? And it it just, it makes you realize that if you have enough conviction and you follow any sense of purpose that you're able to find in yourself, that the results will come if you put in the action. If you follow the steps, you do the tools, and use a lot of what we talked about in this podcast. So yeah, didn't mean to turn this into a teaching, and maybe it wasn't even that, but just wanted to really share my experience and, and give you guys a perspective of how uh, an investment in yourself can really pay incredible dividends immediately, but also long-term, or I guess not just long-term, but also immediately, if you if you take the proper action. Uh, So I guess what's moving forward, what's the next step, is, at least on my end, to stay within the communities I formed, to find peer groups, you know, the five people you surround yourself with, influence who you become, have a very strong influence on it, and to just be consistent and deliberate with the information that's coming in, not just information, but anything that we're putting in, how it's going to come out, right? Whether that's food, what we smell, what we see, what we hear, conversations we have, stories we read and and also the stories we tell ourselves right because all of that aggregates culminates and becomes this final product and gets into a pattern and once we're in that pattern it's quite difficult to believe or not difficult to believe quite difficult to break right it's recognizing that Um, so hopefully those are some good takeaways oh not good great Uh, actually cool little note Uh, i do have a rule that every time i use that word "good." to do 10 push-ups, So I actually got to do that real quick to be consistent. Ah, okay. Ah, I literally, well, you guys can see it on the audio, but I just did uh, 10 pushups. And point being is I learned that from someone who is I think only 30. And he just taught me that It's such a weak word and we're using it to describe things and it doesn't really do anything incredible. That's not a super intense thought, just something to focus on. And for yourselves, if there is something that you're doing that you want to eliminate or reduce or not continue, find a way to associate enough pain to it or uh, associate enough pain or enough pleasure to the alternative, right? Because that's really how the beliefs and our actions kind of change into depth. And just take that action, right? So if you stuck around to the end, uh, 53, this is incredible. Definitely cool to do a longer podcast. And yeah, I look forward to doing more that are going to come. Uh, this one was a little lengthier because 4 day transformative event that I incredibly valued and really highly recommend. So again, I'm going to put all the information on the bottom of stuff we talked about. And if you have questions, reviews that you want to put, please do it that you want to ask go ahead, share this with someone who would find it valuable with regards to not just self-development, but different experiences, right? Different ways of acting, living, thinking, anything like that, whoever you find it valuable to, and would love to hear your guys' feedback. And if I'm totally wrong with what I'm saying, or it sounds totally nonsensical, please, please, please put that in the comments or review, whatever. Just let's get the traction going. Let's get the conversations going and let's wrap it up there uh thanks for listening to zeus with bruce and until next time all right peace